this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. So yeah, last week Pastor Chris uh, preached a great word about being soul fit and one of the core qualities talking about joy and this fits well because we're going to dive into another core quality of a fit and healthy soul this morning talking about faith and I yeah, needed you to wrap up that offering word because that was like, okay, that's page one, now he's preached page two, now he's preached page two, like, so yeah, we're in sync. And we finished a great uh, series recently about healing, uh, which was a great um, encouragement for our faith, for many of us. And this morning, I just want to zoom out a little bit and talk about faith even more broadly and all the ways and places that a healthy life of faith uh, can really exist. So let's look at Matthew 14. Jesus uh, has just fed the 4,000, this one, and the crowd's getting rowdy. He sends them away. He sends the disciples out on the boat. He's kind of trying to disperse the whole thing. Okay, guys, just get on the boat. Just you go. He retreats um, up to the mountain and prays. And then he comes back down and he can see that they're several miles from shore now, the disciples in the boat, and there's a storm. And... um, Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, now, just before dawn, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, troubled, saying, it's a ghost. They cried out for fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. The title of my message this morning is Think Outside the Boat. I just cannot stop thinking about this moment. They're in a storm. They're like, okay, there's a ghost. We're going to die. What's going on? There's a figure coming towards us. And they're like, he's like, it's me. It's G- Guys, it's me. It's Jesus. And, and Peter looks at him, he's in a boat with his crew in a storm and he says, can I, can I come out to you? What, you're on the water, can I do that? It's unbelievable. He's in just the faith of that moment, the, the, the unction to just, to just do that. And he didn't, he didn't say, that's so cool. Can I, he, like, can I, I'll walk on the water, that's mad. Are you floating or is the water going hard under your feet? Like we don't know how he did it, but he wasn't like, that's cool, and then we can just like charge around the lake together. That's, he, it wasn't about the water. It wasn't, we know that his heart was in a really healthy place because he just wanted to go. He said, tell me to come to you. I just want to be closer to Jesus. If it, if it means on water or however, that's, I, don't, it's, I don't need to show off. I just, I'm in this storm. I mean, the faith in that moment, he obviously knew Jesus was powerful and, and operating in this power. He could have said, can you stop this storm? Because it's really full on. These are experienced fishermen. If they're freaked out in a storm, it's bad. 
And, and he wasn't like, oh, can you just stop the storm? He's like, the storm, regardless, I, I don't, the storm, whatever. I just want to be closer to Jesus. And I'll get out of the boat and walk in this storm. I'll get more into the storm if it means more of Jesus. It's, it's, it's amazing. So it was his idea. It wasn't like Jesus suggested it and he's like, yeah, okay, cool. And there's a lot of instances in that in the Bible and in our own lives where God suggests something and we obey and that's faith in a whole other kind of way. But this was his idea. This was his creative unction to just go, can I do that? Can I? And he asked. He didn't jump out of the boat. Like that's, you hear that a little bit. We're just going to take a leap of faith and hope that God catches me. That's, if you don't know that God's with you, I don't know that it's faith. This is, can I do that, Lord? And Jesus goes, yeah, come on, come. And, and he said, tell me, command me to come to you on the water and I'll, I want to come. So it was like, I, I, this is not about me. I can't do this unless you tell me to, but I want to. Can I do it? And Jesus said, yeah. So he did. He walked on the water and as far as we know, he's the only person to ever do that. Because he asked God. He was his idea. Just the audacity is so cool. And now, of course, we must mention verse 30 because that's not the end of that little tale, is it? When Peter saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. They saw who were in the boat and worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. When you look at the storm, you start to sink. And, you know, like Dad was talking about over the offering, it's so important to keep our eyes on Jesus, whether we're on the edge of the boat going, Hey, Jesus, can I want more of you? Can I? What about this? Could I do this? This would be cool. Or maybe you've stepped out and you're like, Okay, God, I bought a house. I got to repay. I got like, we got a mortgage now and you're looking at interest rates and you're in the store. And it's like, uh, you know, I get that. It's, it's freaky, man. Like I have to be really disciplined about the, the stuff that I let in, you know, and we know the storm's there. Like the waves, you know, we're not ignorant. We're not silly. Like you can feel the wind. We know it's there. But before I read <laughs> financial review or, I mean, I don't read financial review ever. <laughs> But, you know, maybe a Daily Mail article quoting financial review. <laughs> um, you know, before I read about that stuff or spiral about that stuff or look at our bank account or look at all the bills, I have to have my faith so firm in God and so firm in the Word and my eyes fixed on Jesus. And from that place, then we can sort out the storm. And Jesus did. He sorted out the storm. But my eyes, they cannot shift because it's too freaky, man. It's too, it's, I get it. There's stuff going on. And then you're like, it takes, he, I mean, it wasn't like he was gazing at the storm. He just felt the waves and looked over and that was it. It doesn't take much sometimes. So don't, so, so be disciplined. Don't just, you know, and the Holy Spirit, maybe you're just scrolling along and he's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's not like, bad for you but it's not good for you let's just here 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 look at me look at look at the word look here keep our eyes on Jesus so here's the good news faith is not about you it's about God it's about who God is it's about what he's done it's about what he has promised it's about what he's doing it's about what he will do if I look to my own faith and go do I have faith I don't 
I start to forget what faith even is. You're sort of like, oh, I don't know. Do I believe in God? Like, it just don't, it's not helpful to get that internal, you know. It's when I look to him, the faith comes. There's a sense of, because it's just about him and who, who he is and what he can do. And when you spend that time and you, and you just, just connect with him, it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's done this stuff. I, I get it. When um, they were walking along, Jesus cursed the fig tree and then the next day they walked past the fig tree because it wasn't bearing fruit. And they walked past it and Peter goes, oh, look, that's the fig tree you cursed. Look, it's dead. And Jesus said, have faith in God. 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 It's not, it's not in ourselves or in the stuff working out. I mean, I... You know, I don't know if I have faith that interest rates are going to go down right now. I have faith that God provides. It's like regardless of this is what I know to be true, you know. It's God. It's him. It's, it's what he said he will do. That's what I have faith in. And so we keep our eyes on Jesus. What, like faith is Hebrews 11, this classic verse, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The evidence, it's like in a court of law, there's all kinds of opinions and competing narratives. The evidence is the thing that no one can argue with. Well, whatever happened on this day in this place, that guy was on that bridge. That's the thing that we can't argue with. So whatever is going on and the circumstances are up and down and I feel nervous and this, is, this relationship is complicated and it, here is what I know to be true. These are the facts that do not shift. God is good. God provides. He's my father. Whatever those things are that you need to stand on those promises, that's the evidence. And that's what our faith rests on. It says it's the evidence of things not seen, the substance of things hoped for. That substance, that word in the, in the Greek is like a compound, like concrete, like a substructure. Faith is a foundation. It's, it's what our hope rests on. It rests on this substance, on this foundation. Faith is not flighty and sort of like just sort of doing things and like, I'm leaping again. Oh, it's faith. Like faith is grounding. When you have faith, it's, it's it's a solid platform in which your hopes can rest. Some people hope with no foundation. Like, oh, I hope that can happen. I hope that that'd be nice. You know, it's like, that's fine. But, but faith is when you hope for something and it's like, Oh, there's, oh, yeah, I've always hoped, oh, I'd love to start a business. Oh, oh, there's a bit of faith. Oh, that's, that's actually sitting on something. There's some, there's some substance underneath that. Like, oh, you know, it'd be, be amazing when they get born again. Oh, there's faith. Oh, oh, okay, I'm going to keep praying for that. Oh, there's breakthrough here. Like, the, it, it's re- your hope is resting on something, that, that, that stability, that structure. It's, it's Jesus. It's the Word of God. Romans 10, 17. We're hitting all the classic faith verses today. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is what we stand for. This is what we know to be true. The unshakable, unchanging truth of God. The, The word of God is so true, so alive, so full of power. And this, this is where our faith comes from. 
what 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 do you need is it is it still is it a, you know is it a healing battle is it financial provision is it a funky relationship is it, it work drama or life is full of all kinds of things we go to the word get your verses like get really intentional and specific and diligent about it i got you know like notes in my phone like different folders for different topics and i get my verses in there and so you know if another little healing thing comes up i just go straight there here's my healing verses here's my i've got a note with all the bills we got to pay and then all the verses for god's provision that's in the same app in the same page because they go together to like they're like so that you know it's like okay what's the word what does god say about this thing and then the faith comes. The faith comes. And it does. It does come. You spend time there. It, it, it comes. Jesus said, he who has ears, let him hear. Faith comes by hearing. Are you hearing? This is where we need the Holy Spirit because he speaks to us and he guides us. I love this verse, John 14, verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. We just forget so much of what God has done and promised and it's so helpful to have a helper to remind us. Like, you know, you ever wish you had like a mother's helper? Women are like, oh, I wish I had just, I need two more pairs of hands. I just need help. I need help. They, God sent the Holy Spirit to help. He helps. He actually helps. And he reminds us things. Like Caleb has a real hack with the Holy Spirit because he's not a like, naturally strong memory. And the Holy Spirit has helped him cheat his way through life. Like, no, not, not cheat. He's a very diligent guy. But, but like seriously reminds him of stuff. Like he, he, Caleb used to be a project manager and they pumped these guys. It was absolutely like it was – almost illegal how hard these guys worked. But the Holy Spirit would remind him of stuff and be like, oh, oh, the crane's coming in the morning or whatever. You know, like it was just like the Holy Spirit helps us. And so if there's an area that you're like, I need help, he can help us. And he helps us by reminding us all that God said to you. There's promises, there's verses, there's, there's dreams and things that you, that you sort of used to think about or, or, or a prophetic word that you got years ago or a testimony. You're like, oh, yeah, I got breakthrough. Oh, yeah, I used to get those terrible headaches. Oh, remember, we, we could barely make ends meet back then. That was that time where, remember when the jobs weren't like, and that, that, wow, remember what he did? Remember what he did, church? He's still doing it. He's not finished. He's still going. And so it's so useful to spend time with the Holy Spirit. And he, he reminds us of, of verses and, and of, of ways that God has moved and is moving. And it's, it's really creative. Faith is creative. It's literally creative. Like it creates things. And so have times in your life and moments and spaces to to dream and to to think about things and reflect on things and uh, you know oh I, I'm, yeah I've always wanted to play an instrument or speak a language or start that business or write songs you know share your art be creative and literally create things and then share them and put yourself out there and pray for that person or, or, or start that cool initiative thing or go on that missions trip or like Peter stood at the edge of the boat and saw Jesus 
with his feet on the water and said, I'll do that. What's possible, church? We, we, let's not get too comfortable. The coast, this is an easy, good life. But God wants us to keep pushing out into storms, into crazy waves and wind toward Jesus, toward more. Because there is so much that He has for us if we would just call out and say, can I, I'll, can I do that? Can I go? He says, come. He's saying, come this morning, church. I feel it in my soul for us. He's saying, come, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get off the boat. Get off the boat. Come on. What's possible? What are those things in you that you're like, oh yeah, I've always wanted to do? Maybe there's actually some substance underneath that hope, that, that whim, that dream. Check your faith. What, what, where is the Holy Spirit like reminding you or prompting you or compelling you or inspiring you? When was the last time you felt inspired? This is a life that we are called to of inspiration, of creative potential. That's what faith looks like. There's storms that we need to fight. If your kid is well, you need to take up your cross, you need to take up your word and fight for them. But there's things that you could just not do, you know, that, that's like, the, that's the basic stuff, you know, that's, we dealt with healing, it's like, something's off, you got to deal with it, that's, that's, that's like foundational Christianity. And it's like, now let's get out of the boat, like, yes, yes, there's storms, yeah, we got to deal with storms, but what if we even walked on the waves a little bit? What if we, like, now what else, what else? Okay, yeah, like, I just, I don't want it to just be a, a good, healthy Christian life is not just the absence of storms. Like, okay, the water's calm. Now what? Now let's really do stuff. Let's really get creative. Let's really be inspired. Is there, you're like, oh, I've always thought it would be great to have that ministry in this church. Do it. Start it. There is a lot of creative freedom in this church. If you've got an idea, you, you, you talk to people, you're in submission and in teamwork, like you can do it, like pretty much you can do it. You might not get budget for it. You might have to, <laughs> you might have to self-fund it a bit. Yeah, you might have to actually do the, the work as well. You're like, I'd like to get a team together to do that, that you, you're the team, do it. Yeah. Yeah, we're like, oh, it'd be great to have those Australian heroes down the hall. And then, oh, guys, the fishing line. I know every week you'll come in and maybe, you know, if there's one falling down, like, it's okay. We're just, you gotta, you got to go all the way through to execution. But it's really fun. Like, it's hands dirty stuff. You know what I mean? This is what a full, he says, I will have, he doesn't say you'll have an easy life. He said, you'll have a full life. I want a full life. So what's possible? And then Jesus said, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You will have them. If you, are, if you believe that you'll, if you receive them, you will have them. Pastor Ruth shared this a couple of weeks ago. I love it from Luke verse 8. I tell you, and it was about, it was the parable of the guy that came knocking on his friend's house in the middle of the night and said, feed my friend. Even though you will not get up and give the bread because of friendship, Yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. James 4.2 says, you have not because you ask not. So you get these ideas, you get these thoughts. I mean, it would just be such a shame if Peter was standing there and he was like, oh, no, no, I won't. I won't. No. Okay. Come on in, Jesus. Calm the storm. Like, just, like, just ask. Just ask. And again, we've got the Holy Spirit. So sometimes you ask and he's like, nah, or not now, or it's, it's actually not for you. It's for your friend or your family. You know, like there's, 
But ask, don't not ask. Like kids are the best at this because they are just so rude. Like the audacity of my children. Estelle, she's one. When she's hungry, she gets the high chair and drags it around the floor, like on the floor until we feed her. Like it's just so inconsiderate and rude. There's, there's no like manners. You've got you to gotta put the manners in later. It, the, they, from the moment they are born, they scream until they get what they want. They're like, there's no like, I don't know. I saw you making a bottle. I don't know if that's for me or I know there's other babies that are hungry, but I, they, it's like, that, is that, are you got food? Like Junie, you can't, if there's any food, she's like, what you got? What's that? What? What do you, what do you, what's that? What, what are you, you putting makeup on? What do you, like, she just, she wants it. She wants it. She's like, what do you got? I'll have that. I'll have that. And there's no, like, oh, you know, well, I'll just see manners. Like, forget it. And I think we could learn a little bit from that sort of childlike audacity to go, why not me? Why not? I'm a child of the king. Like, what's, what, you know, I know there's stuff you think, oh, there's like, no, because of the sin or the fear or the incompetence. It's like Jesus dealt with that. Don't, don't disrespect his sacrifice on the cross by then going, no, 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 that's not for me. The Bible says strongly desire spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. So it's not like, oh, well, God, you know, if you want to do something cool in the spirit, I'd like all that stuff. But, you know, ask. It literally instructs us to strongly desire those things, to want them, to ask for them, to go after them. So, so do it. You know, and that is a fun prayer time to be like, okay, like, what have I always dreamt of? What are the things, you know, what do I, and, and ask and see, you know, what he'll say. When I, um, uh, I had a really good job and then I had a baby, so that ruined my career. Um, no, <laughs> it's more to the story, it's fine. At the end, yeah. No, the timing was amazing because um, Junie was born in January and then this whole January 2020. And so then March 2020, all this stuff went down. I work in the travel industry, so it was a little bit disruptive. Um, but it was great because then they were doing all these redundancies and I didn't really want to go back to work anyway. So I got a great severance package. And then it was like, what do I do now? Like I had always – I'm a writer. That's my background. And I, um, I'd always thought about like freelancing. It sounded like a nice idea, but I didn't – I didn't know how to do that, like just, you know, but I, I, I felt some faith for it. I thought, yeah, that would really suit my life right now to just have some freelance writing work. And so I, um, I don't know, I just started. I, I, I didn't, I don't even know how I started. I had a friend who was doing like helping small businesses get going and he had like this little startup guide and that was great because he basically helped me for free, like get a website and register a domain and like I, I had no clue like what to do and then he he was like oh yeah then you got to like start cold calling on Instagram so you got to like message just random businesses like you know you do like 100 a day and then maybe one will reply and then that's your first client that just sounded awful <laughs> I was like I don't want to do that like it's really embarrassing and so I but I didn't really I just thought I'll what I don't know god like and then I just started getting work like I I just like launched the business like to my friends like here we go I, I, I have a business and then I just had enough random connections from my previous work that I just started to get clients and then it was like another one and then another one and because I had a child I didn't need like full-time work but we needed to pay some bills and it was awesome like it just 
it just came together. And then I had a season, I stopped work for like over Christmas. I think we went to New Zealand. Oh, maybe it was just over summer. And then February, I was like, okay, I'll come back to work. And there was just like crickets. And even I had a few things that had sort of been penciled in. So I hit those people up like, oh, the, you know, and they just were like, oh, no, we, we sorry, we had to can that project and we're not doing that thing. And so then I just had no work. And I was like, I, it was good. I, I really gave it to God. I was like, if you want me to stop, because by now I had Estelle as well. So I had two kids. I'm like, I'll just not work. If You'll have to sort these bills out. Like, however, if you've got another plan for that, that's fine. I don't have to keep doing this if you don't want me to. I really gave it to God. And um, it was a bit weird, trust moment. And then I just, all this work came. And it's just been incredible. And like, literally completely out of the blue. Like a message on LinkedIn that I was like, this is definitely a scam, but I'll give them a quote. And then they were like, and you know, you think I'll give them a scam level quote. Like, and they're like, yep, great. Can we have a call tomorrow? I'm like, sure. Hello. And it was like, it was real, real business, real guy, really nice guy. And now I have like weekly contract with them. And then he connected me with this other guy who, and then he was like, oh yeah, I've played a bit of football. And he's got like a Scottish accent. I'm like, oh yeah. Like, as in, because I said, what do you used to do for work before you started this business? And he said, play football. I'm like, what? For, and he, like for Scotland, he was like a professional football player. So he's got all this cool soccer stuff. I love sports, as you know. So that's like really fun for me. I'm like, tell me more. Like, um, but other people like it. It's a good story for other clients. Yeah, yeah. I can, it's something to keep dad interested. <laughs> um, but it ju- it, it's just been really blessed. And then I, I got... Anyway, I could have just go on. I feel I'm not bragging because it's not me, it's God. Like I just didn't even do anything. I got these random messages out of the blue. Like only God can make that stuff happen, you know? It was I just started it because I felt like it was the right thing to do. And I I'd always liked the sound of being a freelance writer, and now I am. Because God blessed it. I just was like, Can I do that, God? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, come out, come out on the water. And then it's like, and now I'm out here, like, okay, I need more work. And he's like, here you go. And it's amazing. Like there are things that are possible, you know, when we, we're in obedience and, and in submission. And so here's an important point, which comes up in every message, because faith, like everything else, needs community. And I call this the humility clause, because sometimes you're like, yeah, I'm just going to like go for it and do this thing. But very often God's like, and now you need to like bring that into submission and share it with a leader and they will help you like make sense of it or you know like there's so much wisdom in this church you'd be crazy to just march along and do something on your own like talk to somebody and go this is what I'm thinking what do you think and then it's amazing because or sometimes you think oh I don't know I've always and someone's like I've seen that I've seen that happen that's and you go oh oh wow and they've got faith that you don't have you can really feed off that there I've had some powerful conversations where I go Okay, and they're like, oh, yeah, my kid got healed of that. Oh, yeah, no, that wasn't an issue for us. Or, or they, they started sleeping or this thing happened. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, my work, I got that promotion. I got a 25%. You know, people share these testimonies. You go, oh, I'll have that. Yeah, yeah, okay, I agree. Do you agree? Yeah, let's go. All right, all right, let's pray. And then you get your faith. And so faith comes by hearing. Hear from each other. Share from each other. That's really important too. Like, it, it, it's not bragging to share what God has done in your life. We really, it, 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 and maybe you're like me, you don't like to share that sort of thing, but you really should. It's really good because it blesses other people. It's, it's testimony. It's not, 
it's not like we know I'm not great, you're not great. It's God, man. Like it's like you wouldn't believe this thing he's done. You wouldn't believe this way that he's blessed me. You wouldn't it's like, yeah, share. So so be generous in how you share and and share what God is doing and offer offer someone says, How are you? How's your week? Share something generous about what God's doing in your life. Because that might be the faith that go, you go, you know, my kids were so well behaved yesterday. Like that's not you bragging. That's like, that's an anointing from heaven. If your kids are well behaved, that's like, were they? What'd you do? What did you pray over them? Give me, lay hands on me. Like, that's just, that's not like, let's share. Let's, let's, let's proclaim the goodness of God over our lives because it, it, it feeds another hungry soul. It's like, there's faith there. There's faith in this community. We are a community of faith. So let's share our faith in community and, and help one another and support one another. And then uh, you know, if you're forgetful, take notes and then go, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I must ask them about that. Hey, how's that thing going? Remember two weeks ago we prayed about, oh, yeah, it's really, keep praying, it's still going on, but it's really, you know, like that's, that's the life of Christian community that we are called to and it is a blessed, good, fun life, yeah? So faith needs community. How are we going? Great. One more point. So we know about faith as small as a mustard seed. You've heard that? Look at the verse, Luke 17. Look at this context. Jesus says to the disciples, a little bit out of breath. (laughs) Just need to calm down. (coughs) He said, if your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the seed and it will obey you. So it's such an interesting response. Jesus is saying people are really complicated and there's a lot of drama. And so if someone, you know, does something wrong, rebuke, forgive, and that can go on over and over, you've got to keep forgiving them. And they say, increase our faith. We need faith to deal with all kinds of people and relationships in our life. We really do. And because we're called to have faith for people in our lives. You know, we all have someone who's making a mess or hurting themselves or you or other people or they're just not where God was probably want them to be. And we have to be in a place of faith for them. Increase our faith, Lord. Maybe you're like, Oh, I've been dealing with this forever. Like they're just, you know, they increase our faith, Lord, because that is what love looks like. I'm not giving up on you. We're family, you know, whether blood family or kingdom family, I'm not giving up on you. You are not written off because Jesus says you're not written off. So, so we can pray into those situations and pray over those people. You're like, oh yeah, you know, they've done, it's, well, what, okay, what have I got faith for in this situation for this person? Because there's always something. And I know sometimes it's serious stuff. Like you might be, you know, there's some like demonic attacks and stuff like that, but you can have faith to endure that test or stand in that test or faith for somebody to transform. I've seen it, church. I've seen people get their spark back. I've seen people, you think, I don't, where are you at with the Lord? And now they are so on fire for God. I've seen it. I have seen people be completely and radically born again and transformed. And they were, they were sort of saved and made, and now they are, they are pumping for the Lord. I've seen it. It can happen. So let your faith rise for those people on your heart and in your life that you're like, 
oh, I just keep, I'm just, I don't know, all I have to do is just forgive and forgive and it's, I'm just kind of done. I'm kind of, oh, don't be done because Jesus is not done. Until that last breath, he still believes for us. He's still waiting with open arms for us. And so that is what we are called to be for those people in our world too. Increase our faith, Lord. And so maybe you need to pray that tonight or tomorrow morning, Lord, for that, you know, that long lost brother or whomever increase our faith, Lord. And then he'll, again, the Holy Spirit, he reminds us. So you're like, oh yeah, okay. No, they had that really, 10 years ago, they asked me to pray for that thing. Or, okay, where are they? So yeah, and he'll, he'll direct your heart to where you can rest in a place of faith that is grounding, you know, because it's not, I understand this complicated stuff that needs to be dealt with, but we can stand in faith because God is good. And he has placed us as an ambassador for Christ in that place in that relationship and so what does that look like for you in that moment where is your faith rest in that place because there's somewhere for it increase our faith lord isn't that good who's the person in your life that you could never have imagined being saved paul saul was that guy he was literally hunting christians to have them killed and then he was completely transformed, radically born again. And it was, it was amazing. But it took Ananias. He was the one that the Lord sent. And we won't dive into it all now. But, but the Lord said, arise and go. And I want you to minister to this guy, Saul. And Ananias is like, do you mean Saul, Saul? Because he's like, invested. And he's like, Lord, I have heard many about this man. Um, he's, you know, like, is it, are we talking about the same guy? Like, you want me to minister to him? Like, that... That was literally, that could have been the end of his life. Like he could have been locked up. You didn't go, you didn't, a Christian did not approach Saul back then. They were hiding from him. And the Lord said, no, no, I want you to go. And so this is like, he's on the edge of the boat and the Lord's saying, come on. And he's like, for real? Okay. And he did. And he, he says, he laid hands and said, brother Saul. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that the love of that? This guy had literally been killing his friends and hunting Christians and going after them with an evil, murderous spirit. And the Lord said, no, I'm actually going to use him. I want you to go and pray for him. And he said, brother Saul, and embraced him and prayed for him. And we know it was Saul became Paul and he was completely transformed. He started preaching Christ in the synagogues immediately. And so next week, I think it's next week, we're starting a series about sharing our faith. And this is such a great place to be in when we do that. Because if you don't have faith that someone can be born again or, or, or transformed or hear from God, then why bother? Don't just keep it to yourself and carry on. But I want to be a Christian that gets out of the boat. We're standing on this edge, church. What's possible? Let's just let our faith rise this morning and consider who in our life or what in our life can we just be in an expansive place of, of faith and, and enlargement and possibility. I'll, and I'll, I'll wrap up. Thanks, band, if you guys want to come up. I was talking to someone the other day and, and they're a great Christian and there, there's a lot of unknowns with where they're at, but they, they said this, I just have this amazing sense of possibility. It's like, I don't know what will happen, but I know it will be good. That's, that's faith. That's stepping out into the unknown. That's, that's placing a bare foot on the waves and saying, I just want to be more, I just want more of you, Lord. That's a life of faith that is so fun and so exciting. So let's Let's go, let's dive in.
You don't have to dive in. Walk on the water. Just get, just get out of the boat. Think outside the boat, church, and see what God will do because it's going to be good. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Father God, I thank you that you have so much for us. As a, as a church, as a community, as individuals, I pray that you would enlarge our faith, increase our faith. And I pray right now that the Holy Spirit would come and start to remind us of things and inspire us. And I just pray, I speak into this room right now, fresh ideas, new endeavours, exciting out of the boat, stepping, thinking outside kind of radical stuff. I pray, Lord, that we would do it in community, in guidance with you, that we would be bold, that we would be brave and that we would have faith. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.